All right, all right, all right, all right. We are back talking about The Rock. You want to ask about The Rock's feelings? Well, The Rock feels that you should go suck on a monkey's nipple. That's, this is not The right Rock. It's A Rock. Watching Daddy Daycare or whatever. What are you waiting for? <laughs> go find a monkey, jabroni. <laughs> That's it's A Rock. It's not the Rock that we're talking about today. Right, just back away. Just back away. Yeah, get back away, Rock. <laughs> it's it's not Dwayne Johnson. It's the uh, you know Sean Connery vehicle. Our our research interns are in so much trouble. Tran and Mackenzie, they're in trouble. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. This man knows our most intimate secrets What's from right? the last half century. The alien landing at Roswell, the truth about the yeah. JFK assassination. And Mason's angry. He's Whoa. lethal. He's okay. a trained killer. Tell me about it. And he <laughs> is the only hope that we have got. Looks like he fucked his commander. I knew it, that son of a bitch jumped shit. Welcome to the rock. Yeah. Fire it up. Hey, Angie and Jeff. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I got a movie in my head. You want to see it? Hello. Hi. Hi there. Hello, Queen Bees. How are you? Hi, Jeff. I am Prince Jeffrey. You know me. This is episode 33 of Cruel to Rewind, the show where we share movies with our significant other for the first time and possibly the last. We hope you're doing well. Um, If you're anything like me, you're holding your breath, waiting for next week to be over, the inauguration. Um... It'll you, be over by the time we release this. It so. will. So, oh God. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, um, live action role players don't take over the White House again. Not the White House, the Capitol. Hopefully, they don't allow that to happen again. I'm not going to get into it, but we hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying safe. We, Our job is to goof them up about movies. Oh, yeah. That's what we're here to do. Uh, not break down the events of January 6th, but... We just, we hope you're doing okay with it. Queen Bees, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Is there anything in the entertainment world you feel oh. like talking about? I, th- I feel yes. like you're fired up about something. <sighs> well, it's been a few days since the news broke, so I've had some time to calm down. But I read about four or five days ago that they are making a, a an I Love Lucy movie about... Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz while they're uh, like a uh, over a year or so of them filming their show. Great. I would watch that movie, I think. Yeah. And then I saw that Nicole Kidman no! is supposed to play Lucy. And I have a really big issue with that because yeah. one of the best things about Lucille Ball is how she uses her face when she is performing. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what she's thinking on her face 
and it's hilarious. And Nicole Kidman can't move her face. So I don't understand how it's going to work. Yeah. there's Her face doesn't move anymore. There's a lot of fillers and, and procedures that have been done on that face, right? And yeah. It makes it hard. It makes it much, far less mobile. And she's a great actress. I loved Big Little Lies and The Undoing recently in HBO. Undoing was fantastic. It was really good. Your Honor, my husband Hugh Grant is innocent. There's no way he could have been that murderer. He's too hot and white. And I'm sorry, where is your accent supposed to be from? (laughs) It's from the Upper East Side of Australia. But it was really clear how tight and uh, unmovable her face is. Yeah. So I'm just very bummed that that's who is stepping in to play one of the greatest of the greats, Lucille Ball. I'm with you. Fired up about it. Lucille Ball was in her late 30s, early 40s when she was on this show. Nicole Kidman is 53 years old. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand how they're going to do a, sh- a movie of her while she was filming that show. Right. Like everyone's too old. I heard that Deborah Messing was a big fan favorite. That of- makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, yeah, definitely. I could totally see that. But then again, I think she's in her fifties. Everyone's too old. Why aren't they looking at someone younger? Yeah. There, there's right. gotta be, you would think there would be some unknown, some young unknown who could step into this role and they, have the elasticity of face yeah. to play uh, Lucy. Yeah. The only other actress I'm thinking about, and I am blanking on her name right now, but she's in a TV show right now called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's too young, though. I, she's probably like in her 20s. Um, yeah. And I'm trying not to just think of, okay, who, what redhead actress could play this part. I mean, people can dye their hair. It doesn't have to be. Of course. Who's redheaded, but that's who you kind of go to uh, at first. So I haven't really quite cracked it, but um, Nicole Kidman can't move her face and she's too old and I'm not happy about it. Please, no disparaging remarks. Noted. And the voice too, like Lucy's voice was so big and brassy. And yeah, there's a lot of range. She could go low, she could go high. So why don't you join the thousands of happy, happy people and get a great big bottle of Myometer Amigement? <laughs> Remember that name, Myometer Mat. Look, uh, tell me something. Uh, do you play that thing? Who's that? I say, do you play that thing? What thing? Never mind making fun of my English. That's English. Cancel, cancel. And then she could go up high. And yeah. I don't I don't envision And Lucille Ball also had curves. That. She was curvy, yeah. She was thick a, with two C's. Okay, Boomer. Uh she of was course. a very slender woman, but she still had curves. Yeah. Oh, go away. Fresh. Um, Nicole Kidman is uh, looks like a Barbie doll. It doesn't work. I don't. It doesn't work. <laughs> I feel hot in my pants. I know. All I know. It's wrong. I know how important I love Lucy is to you, and this is just disappointing news. Somehow we will. We'll get through it. I guess. Continue on. And also, um, 
this didn't upset me as much, but just thinking about it more, I'm, I'm getting more upset. So Javier Bardem. Bardem is Desi. Yeah. Javier Bardem, I think, is too old as well. Like, am I, I must be missing something on the story, like why they're mm-hmm. casting these older people. But my first thought was Oscar Isaac, because Desi Arnaz is short. He's not very tall. No, he's not. Um, and that that's who I thought of. And he's a little bit younger, I think. That's interesting. I would guess. Don't he, I think he's a little, he, he's got to be younger. Though. I would accept that casting. I think yeah. that'd be great. Um, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, but that was who I thought of first. So. Okay. I hope we are pleasantly surprised. I know. With I, yeah. The I mean. End product. Because I, I, I could, I imagine we'll see this thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to have to see it, but. A lot of old comedy just feels moldy and stiff and, and just, it does not hold up, but. I Love Lucy is not one of those things. Go back and watch it. It's still funny today. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not the, the three. It's not the Three Stooges. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch the Three Stooges now. But it's I Love best. Lucy still holds up. Yeah, it's almost as good as Friends. <laughs> what happened? Um, oh, I forgot the playlist uh, for the writers. Shame on them. Yeah, shame no. on you. Shame on you for playing Pokemon Go and LARPing in our nation's capital. Fooey on Yui is what I say. I know it's much more dire than that, but we're a yuck yuck show about movies, so what are you going to do? Nuts to you, McGillicuddy. Uh, we have merch for sale. Yeah. Did you notice? Yes. Uh, we're decked out in it right now. <laughs> we're soaking in it. We have <laughs> the amount of th- uh, samples we ordered. Like, you and I both have a lot of things that say cruel to rewind now it's really funny it i felt like christian bale in batman begins when the crate of batarang shows up or no the crate of cowls comes in the help the masks and he's like testing them out and knocking them on the table one of them breaks like that's what <laughs> i felt like prototyping all the all the merch yeah testing it out putting it on one of the sweatshirts may have given me an allergic reaction so we're not going to sell that one to you fine folks <laughs> fucking thing sucks we found the best t-shirts yeah i think so yeah and we have a fantastic shirt that says somebody put a hamburger in my bed uh can i go back to my oscar isaac casting for if one you second want. so desi arnaz is 510 and oscar isaac is 59 <sighs> i I, I think I nailed it. I rest my case. So that's, it's perfect that's casting. All. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Cool. You got it all figured out. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know what these Hollywood execs. Uh, uh, who, who's doing the movie? Aaron Sorkin. I don't. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's good for. So. Look at you, Bonnie Timmerman, with casting. Um, <laughs> that's great. Now. Uh, yes, buy some merch. It helps us. Yeah. I'm transparent in that I would love to podcast for a living. So the way we do that is by making money from the podcast. Selling stuff. So buy a goddamn shirt. Just and um, tell your friends. Tell your friends, baby. If if there's any episode you like particularly or whatever, tell someone that you think would like it. And hopefully they can try it out too because... yeah. That helps. And if you're confused about the hamburger in my bed thing, go back and listen to episode four. Yeah. Unforgiven. It's just. It'll all make sense. Kind of. 
one of the things we pride ourselves on at Cruel to Rewind is finding these, I don't know what you call them, like sleeper hooks, these lines that go under the radar. Mm-hmm. But when you take a second look, they're a lot of fun and they're they're quietly funny. Here, that's interesting. Of course, it's gibberish, but it's, it's interesting nonetheless. Hamburger in my bed is one of those things. No one's arguing that with you, Jeff. And what makes that one extra funny is it's not even in the it's movie. It's not even in the movie. It's in the extras. <laughs> it's in the extras of the DVD that you used to have. Yes. Of Unforgiven. Easter eggs. We love them. Anyway, I don't have any notes on the previous episode. Do you? I don't think so. Uh, we only released it just a few days ago. So we'll let people catch up a little bit. Yes. On nine to five. So yeah. Check that episode out. Shall we talk about today's movie? Yes. All right. Today from 1996, we are talking about Michael Bay's The Rock. John Mason, a British national incarcerated on Alcatraz in 1962, escaped in 63. This man has no identity, not in the United States or Great Britain. He does not exist. There's a hostage situation on Alcatraz. Hostage. 81 tourists. The Rock has become a tourist attraction. VX gas rockets is presently deployed to deliver a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. I will call again at 100 hours to state my demands. I want to know who I'm talking to. This is Brigadier General Francis X. Hummel, United States Marine Corps from Alcatraz. Out. And the one you abandon becomes your only hope. The power of this chemical is way beyond anything you can imagine. An ecological disaster, sir. Plus, the devices themselves are complicated. That's why you're coming with us. Michael Bay, the director of Bad Boys. Explosions, chains. <laughs> You've seen an action movie, so you get it. An FBI chemical warfare expert, Stanley Goodspeed, played by Nicolas Cage, is sent on an urgent mission with a former British spy, John Patrick Mason, played by Sean Connery, to stop General Francis X. Hummel, masterfully played by Ed Harris, from launching chemical weapons on Alcatraz Island into San Francisco. General Hummel demands $100 million in war reparations to be paid to the families of slain servicemen who died on covert operations. After their SEAL team is wiped out, Stanley and John deal with the soldiers on their own. Mm. Pew, 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 pew. And there's lots of shoot-em-ups that happen. 
Uh, fun facts. What can we offer you in the in the way of fun facts? On Rotten Tomatoes, this currently holds a 66%. Mm, that's a little low for you. It's a little stinky. Jeffrey. A little funky, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's the only Michael Bay movie with a fresh Rotten Tomatoes rating. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought Bad Boys would, uh, would be fresh. Um, Roger Ebert gave this three and a half stars out of four back in the day. Wow. Oh. I was surprised to see that. Huh. Well, looky here. The script was first offered to Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's, oh, that's, C-Tour Hall of Famer. He doesn't need... He is a C-Tour Hall of Famer, and God bless him for his video that he put out uh, after the insurrection. Now, you see this sword? This is the Conan sword. Thank you, Arnold, for showing us the Conan sword when we needed it most. <laughs> it was not at all performative and empty. He's got so many great action movies to his name. He doesn't need another one. He's fine. I wonder what role he would have played. Yeah. Uh, not the nerdy chemical weapons expert. No. There must have been some rewrites when he said no. Like, would he have been John Patrick Mason? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Aaron Sorkin and Quentin Tarantino both worked on the screenplay. Oh, Wowzers. speaking of Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Nicola- I'm mad at him right now. But... Even with those two brilliant minds on the screenplay, Nicolas Cage improvised most of his dialogue. Uh, that does not surprise me. <laughs> and this movie opened before Dwayne Johnson made his WWF TV debut and told you what The Rock was cooking. You jabroni. That's interesting. Yes, the Dwayne The Rock Johnson is not at all involved in this. Go find the monkey, jabroni! It's really annoying uh, every time I had to pull up a picture, search for this. I'm like, all right, let me add 1996. I know. (laughs) Searching on Spotify for the rock (laughs) score, I just got like the rock's entrance music 15 (laughs) times. What is it? I I didn't click on it because I was trying to find... I don't know what it is now. I was trying to find the score because it's hype. Improvised most of his dialogue. That is hilarious and I feel like I don't know a lot about Nicolas Cage, but I feel like that's an on-brand move. It totally is. Okay. <laughs> he, what an asshole. Half of me admires him, and the other half is a little scared to see what he's going to do next. Like he, he seems like a loose cannon. But I love that he he's reserved a tomb in New Orleans. Like this, It's this oh, yeah, giant pyramid. That. We yes. saw it on a tour. He That's, that's the way I want to go out. I want a tomb in New Orleans. And I loved Mandy. Uh, this was something I rented. Mandy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's this horror revenge thriller where Nicolas Cage, they play up the cageness of Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. all the way to 11 and just let him be Nicolas Cage. And it, it suits this movie perfectly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love Nicolas Cage. He won an Oscar. For what? For Leaving Las Vegas, which is one of the most depressing films uh, I can think of. He, I have he, not seen that. Yeah. Should I, should I see that? I don't know. I've only, I've caught bits and pieces of it. It's a great performance. Hmm. He plays an alcoholic and things don't go well for him. Uh, I don't think he turns his life around uh, by the end of that. You're stupid you're jerk and you're stupid. Anyway, th- this is a big one for me. Yeah. Because it's, it's the first R rated movie I ever saw in the theater. So you have a lot, uh, Let's go through some of these memories. I'm glad you have such a good memory 
about this movie. I think that's really fun. I can never remember much. So yeah, let's talk about them. Let's do it. Like I said, this is the first R-rated movie I ever saw in the theater. I so I would have been fourteen, and I believe my friend Evan's dad took us. Uh, Evan was one of my best friends growing up. I think my friend Andrew was there too, who you have actually you've actually met once. Um, and I thought I thought this was the best movie I'd ever seen at the time. Uh, surely, for a teenager. For just entering my teens, I thought surely no other movie could contain such pathos, punctuated by such humor, such drama and excitement, such thrills, chills, and spills. And um, another memory, my, my friends and I would always, there's a scene where somebody throws a bomb and Sean Connery sees it and yells, <laughs> in slow motion. He's saying bomb. It's hard to tell. It oh. sounds like, Bruh. but my friends and I would do that uh-huh. ad nauseum. We'd look at each other and yell Bruh. and run away in slow motion from an imaginary bomb. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. Let me tell you. Oh, that's cute. I, I totally bought Nicolas Cage as a quirky action hero. I was, I was there for it. And, uh, you better believe we're going to do Con Air at some point as well. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick this movie? So I picked it because it had a huge impact me. Who the guy? It had a huge impact me. Had huge impact me. Connery Sean. Want to see Sean Con? Had the power of a star. Sean Con. Sean Con <laughs> was star. Shit. Stop it! Uh, it had a huge impact on me, but I've basically forgotten about it. I haven't thought about this movie in years. And I wanted to see if Sean Connery still had star power, charisma, charm, and if Nicolas Cage was fun to watch, or if, you know, if the brand of crazy we now know him for shines through. Like, if if we could see the beginnings of crazy, uh, crazy Cage. And also, Crazy it's, it's just a milestone I wanted to share with you. Yeah. Uh, I do, as you know, I do love a good action movie, so I am excited good. to watch this. I don't know much about Sean Connery or Nicolas Cage. Okay. I only know, I, I know both of them through SNL. Who, why, where? That's... That's the right. that's the image <laughs> I have of Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. So it's kind of neat that I'm going to finally see them in action. I mean, I've seen Nicolas Cage and stuff, but I mean, I you know haven't seen this, Conair, the Vegas one you just mentioned. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot. I don't know. So. For now, it is time to ride on to my next adventure. Oh, what's that? I'm going to kill the ghost of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because this this film is so charged with with teenage and early 20s pop culture references for me too. Like I used to watch the SNL Jeopardy sketches mm-hmm. or actually listen to the audio that I downloaded off of Kazaa or Napster or Morpheus. LimeWire. I could keep going. Yeah. Bear share. Pick your poison. Bear share. Oh yeah. 
that was a little known. It might've been a Russian bot mm-hmm. even back in the day. It might've mm-hmm. been, I used to listen to the various SNL Jeopardy sketches on repeat, mm-hmm. including the Nicolas Cage one. I don't actually know who was playing Nicolas Cage, but they're pretty great. Before oh. Sandberg. Yeah. Before Sandbick, Sandbick did Ink Nick North. Sandbick <laughs> Yes, that's right. Before Jeff just rewinded himself. Jesus Christ. Before Andy Samberg did, uh, what is it, In the Cage? Yeah. Get Out of the Cage? Something like that, yeah. I think I have early onset dementia, and I think we're going to look back at this podcast. That's the start of it. Just kidding. (laughs) Don't do it. How am I not in that movie? That kind of thing. (laughs) It's It's... These pop culture nuggets, they're sprinkled all over this movie. Yeah. For me. I've got to ask you about the penis mightier. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's the pen is mightier. Gushy it up however you want, Trebek. What matters is, does it work? Will it really mighty my penis man? It's not a product, Mr. Connery, because I've ordered devices like that before. Wasted a pretty penny. I don't mind telling you. And if the penis mightier really works, I'll order a dozen. (laughs) It's not a penis mightier, Mr. Connery. There's no such thing. Wait, wait, wait. Are you selling penis mightiers? No. No, I'm not. Well, you're sitting on a gold mine, Trebek. Some kind of work. I'm working backwards. I'm For finding me, the source. In my life. What do you th- what do you expect? What do you think you're gonna see in this movie? Well, tell me again some of the movies that Michael Bay has done. The Transformers. Transformers, I, okay, so Armageddon, I, Bad Boys with Will Smith and right. Martin Lawrence. So I've seen Transformers. There's a few of them, right? I've seen one of There's them. At least one. Five Maybe or two. Six. Oh. I don't, okay. I'm, I, Michael Bay didn't do all of them, but okay. yes. I've seen a couple of those, so I'm basing it on um, just action, action, action scenes Spectacle. all over the place. It's a big top circus. And I do remember, screen. I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in one of the Transformer movies. Which is surprise me crazy to think about because it was so loud and in your face but the level of not caring made me very sleepy when i fell asleep and i'm sure the volume the loudness was sustained over two hours so it it almost becomes hypnotic and almost becomes white noise yeah i think it just lulled me to sleep so uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching this, I guess. She is rolling her eyes like Liz Lemon <laughs> since we hit record. Just kidding. Blammo, let's go. We can go watch it. I now. do I, I want to ask one question. Yeah. Cause you reminded me of something. Do you remember at some point seeing a movie and all of a sudden movies got way louder than you remember? All of a sudden there was a jump in volume to like keep our our childlike attention spans. Do you remember? I remember a theater here close to home that always felt like it was a lot louder like noticeably louder so i don't hear so like in the last decade but i don't know if it started for you before that or what but 
I just want to see if anybody remembers, if any guys my age remember seeing Mortal Kombat in the theater and just the volume seemed deafening. The techno music, the punches and kicks, the boings and splats, mm. such as they were. Mm-hmm. Anybody remember that? Remember that? Let us know. Remember? Shoot us an email, cruel2rewind at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 929-456-0304 today. <laughs> yeah, write some emails. Uh, help us generate some content. Call in. We got. We don't have any uh, voicemails oh, no. or emails or voice memos from uh, Emma or Karen this mm, week. That's Maybe next okay. week. Okay. Who's ready to go watch? Let's go. The Rock. Let's go. Let's do it. Follow me, you jabronis. God willing, in less than 48 hours, you will evacuate this island in gunships under cover of hostages and VX gas warheads. Your destination, a non-extradition treaty country. You will each be paid a fee of $1 million for services rendered. But you can never again set foot on your native soil. Can you live with that? Yes, sir! The men of Marine Force Recon are selected to carry out illegal operations throughout the world. That sounds made up. When they don't come home, their families are told fairy tales about what happened to them and denied compensation. Well, I have choked on these lies my entire career. Career. Well, here and now, the lies stop. Went Stallone there at the end. Career. <laughs> hey, yo, you know. I should not attempt a Stallone when Kyle Dunnigan exists and does it so well. Okay. Have you ever been in a combat situation? Fine combat, sir. Chat? An incursion underwater to retake an impregnable fortress held by an elite team of U.S. Marines in possession of 81 hostages and 15 guided rockets armed with VX poisoned gas. Uh. In that case, no, sir. Excuse me. I had to splice in a Chris Farley puking sound <laughs> to stand in. The real puking noise is too gross to play on the podcast. Ugh. You've been around a lot of corpses. Is that normal? Well, the feet thing? Yeah, the feet thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm having kind of a hard time concentrating. Can you do something about it? Well, like what? Kill him again? <laughs> Listen, I'm just a biochemist. Most of the time, I work in a glass jar and lead a very uneventful life. I drive a Volvo, beige one. But what I'm dealing with here is one of the most deadly substances the Earth has ever known. So what do you say you cut me some friggin' slack? Wow. We watched it. The Rock. And it was full of KG Connery goodness. (laughs) And big time Hollywood music. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The music doesn't stop. So irritating. There. <laughs> Sorry if I'm showing my hand too soon. That's okay. But yes, there's always. Jesus. There's almost always a. There's either a militaristic trumpet to be heard or, or some kind of pulse pounding music that would pump you up before a college football game. It's yeah, called, got that it's feel. weirdly like pump up music to to get you excited. Yeah, but I mean they're 
they're in serious situations. It just, it doesn't fit the tone to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Everything in this movie is so masculine. Yeah. And so on edge. Even the nerds are masculine. Even Nicolas Cage is supposed to be a nerd. I think Nicolas Cage's performance, I call it high octane Chandler. This kind of, this kind of shows what I'm talking about. How in the name of Zeus's butthole (laughs) did you get out of your cell? I only ask because in our current situation, well, it could prove to be useful information. Maybe! (laughs) It's like, take take Chandler Bing's sarcasm. Could I be wearing any more clothes? Yes. Take that sarcasm, hook it up to an overdrive pedal, like a guitar pedal, and you've got (laughs) Nicolas Cage's performance. You've got Stanley Goodspeed. Hey, anybody know a good tailor? You need some clothes altered? No, no. I'm just looking for a man to draw on me with chalk. Yeah, so, like, so many men in bangs and loud music and... So many men. It's just, like... And then the one woman in the movie is, like, the worst. It's bipolar, basically. Ugh. Her mood turns on a dime. It's so... It's so weird. What um, His, like, pre-fiancé... Yeah. Nicholas Cage's pre-fiance. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa Marcel, who I think was famous God, for soap operas. Worst. One of the uh, one of the soaps. One of the one of uh one of your mom's stories, she was on it. <laughs> um and I thought she was Gina Gershon this whole time, but she's not. I had a question for you, Jeff, since yes. we're talking about her. You have a question and I have a theory. So okay. ask your question. So Jeff, was the bizarre rooftop sex scene? Uh, candle light. They're making love, yes. Thing. Was that what you thought romantic relationships were? Probably. And what a fake out, because that, that kind of thing doesn't happen very often. Uh, no. <laughs> you like my pigtails? Oh, yeah. Pigtails are very naughty. Just a little cool. Peach sorbet persuasion. What? What? This isn't happening. This isn't happening. (laughs) Wait, just back away. Just back away. We're making love. Back away. Doesn't he? He answers the phone like butt naked. Like, but you know, now that we're sitting here talking, would you mind having a discussion uh, openly about the subject of intercourse? Right. And it was confusing. They they look as if they're fully clothed, but you know, now you know that they're mid coitus and. uh, it's really uncomfortable. And what's the peach sorbet persuasion? About? I don't know. All of it, none of it makes sense to me. It's just, yeah, he's speaking in tongues. And she's the only woman in the movie. Oh, wait, no. Someone shows up in like the FBI director, national security office. Yeah, somebody's in the briefing yeah. at the Pentagon. Some woman's in the briefing. <laughs> one white woman. And she does speak. I don't know if they gave her permission to speak, though. I, I miss that. And there's the the black lady on the tour uh, on Alcatraz. I'm not allowed to carry a gun. Oh, you're not allowed to carry a gun. I got a goddamn gun. If I'd have known this was going to happen, I'd have brought my motherfucking gun. Help! <laughs> so God. that clip actually plays into my, let's call it a theory. Um, f- f- just follow me here for a second. Indulge me. Oh, and answer your question, yes. I thought that all my experiences with the opposite sex would be candles on a rooftop. Like a hundred candles on a rooftop. Peach sorbet persuasion. Yeah. A thousand candles. <laughs> That's such a funny question. But yeah, 14 year old dudes in the audience were like, yeah, yeah, cool. 
That's what it's like. Makes me sad. He's a nerd and he can do that. That's really cool. (laughs) Um, But, and you could say this about a lot of action movies, but I'm wondering if when people think make America great again, don't mean to get political, but here we go. I wonder if the world they envision is something like the world in this movie. Mm. It's angry white men, Mm -hmm. you know, conservatively speaking, it's 90% angry white men. Yep. And each one gets a turn at being completely righteously indignant, like Ed Harris here. I'll come straight to the point. 83 Force Reconnaissance Marines have died under my various commands. 47 in northern Laos and southern China. Southern China? We never admitted we sent troops into China. Who is this? Identify yourself. White House Chief of Staff Hayden Sinclair, General. How old are you, Chief of Staff Sinclair? I'm 33. Well, Mr. Sinclair, you've probably got no fucking idea what I'm talking about. By your ninth birthday, I was running black ops into China. My men were responsible for over 200 enemy kills. Now put some rigging tape over Mr. Sinclair's mouth. He's wasting my time. It's just righteously angry white men taking turns owning each other. Mm -hmm. Just nonstop. They can't just communicate and talk. It's got to, they got to own. You have no idea what I'm up against. and I'm not going to let you stand in my way of doing X, Y, Z. If you think you're going to get in my way, you got another thing coming. And he calls them. So Hummel calls the guys that are doing this uh, mission with him mm-hmm. Patriots. Yes. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little too real right now. This is the most prescient movie choice uh, we've chosen. <laughs> um, and there's a drop for that. This isn't about terrorism, this is about justice. It's about reminding you people who found it politically convenient to forget. Oh, I think hey. there's some MAGA folks who feel the same way today. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's point one. Mm-hmm. The angry, the righteously angry whites, the white men. <laughs> Who's worse than us whites, right? And this movie's chock full of... <laughs> Sorry, this is like the heroin addicted whites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Dave Chappelle speaks about white people <laughs> calling like fill in the blank descriptor whites like heroin addicted whites like it's a tufted tufted titmouse or a you know a, a a bird some kind of some kind of a i can't think of an example you know what i'm trying to say god so damn funny. it what does that mean you always say that uh what else what else this movie is tra- I, we talked about the music how militaristic it is how oh yeah it's the worst it's it's it. relentless but the the white man in me got fired up grabbing the music off of Spotify. I did. Ugh. You saw me conducting in my in here in the office. <laughs> he's to conducting the music. right now. Ugh. It's Hans Zimmer, so he knows what he's doing. He he made angry white music for us. Uh, this movie's full of racial and gender stereotypes that hold up across the board and make a certain kind of person maybe feel safe and secure. <laughs> oh no! The female lead is almost bipolar in her emotional shifts. But at the end of the day, she's plucky and she has her man's back, you know? Yeah. Uh, black civilians are shown during quick outbursts of impotent rage. Yep. Played up for comic effect. Like the you lady. You heard that in the trailer. You heard that in the trailer. You heard the lady talking about her gun. Yep. And the guy whose trolley cart blows up. Oh, like, right. Those yeah. motherfuckers ain't safe nowhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then there's a sassy gay hairdresser played by Anthony Clark, who was everywhere in the 90s. Very funny. He was on Boston Common and Yes, Dear, two sitcoms forgotten to the sands of time. 
But we see him cowering in an elevator mm-hmm. when Sean Connery escapes the hotel. He, yeah, so he's he's stuck with this convict, and he's like, "But did you like your haircut?" Yeah. All I care about oh. is, are you happy with your haircut? <laughs> That's a grunge thing. Well, it's some kind of thing. Do you think we have time for a sea kelp protein pack and maybe some color? No. Okay. Not very nice, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> it's just stereotypes. Yeah. And it's... that That's it, that's what this time was. It's 1996, yeah. and you can make these points about other action movies, but just the whole patriotism... Is it patriotism? Is it terrorism? That whole thing made this a very prescient movie choice. Tree of Liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Thomas Jefferson. Patriotism is the virtue of the vicious, according to Oscar Wilde. Ouchie. Thank you for making my point. That's, That's my theory. Thank you for going with me down that rabbit hole. Yeah. You're welcome. As goofy as it gets, you know, we got um, Nicolas Cage doing a high octane Chandler throughout the movie, but you still get, you, you got these real solid actors with gravitas. You got Ed Harris as the general. Mm-hmm. And I think he might be in my top five of all time favorite actors. I think he's got to be. I've only seen a handful of movies, but the ones I've seen, I love. I can't see Ed Harris without now wanting to put on Apollo 13 yeah is I don't know if I've ever seen him as like uh, an antagonist right. in a movie because uh, Apollo 13 uh, Pollock um, what else have I have you watched Glenn Gary Glenn Ross with me because he plays Moss uh, in that. no I haven't but I knew genuine shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh, that was new for me but yeah I do really like I like him a lot between Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Pollock, just he's cemented as in the top five of all time. When he when he speaks in this cornball movie, I perk up and pay attention. He he's good at playing a general. Yeah. Three tours in Vietnam, Panama, Grenada, Desert Storm, three Purple Hearts, two Silver Stars, and the Congressional Medal of Jesus. He's got accolades. <laughs> he has really. Um, yeah, come a long way, <laughs> and, and Sean Connery. Well, I wouldn't rank him. His eff- his performance is just so effortless and charming. You know, he knows his way around a catchphrase. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Welcome to the. Are sure you ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best. Your best. Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Oh. <laughs> Carla was the prom queen. Oh. Really? Yeah. Carla Men. Sucks. Men one-upping each other and whipping them out, measuring. <laughs> yeah. We touch penises! Goodspeed and Mason have this, like, odd couple yes. type of a relationship. And you would get, like, 30 seconds of it. And then there'd be some other grand action scene with yes. music. So you would get a taste of it and then it would be ripped away from you. Yep. Over and over. Like this. Mason? Yes, I'm here. I was just thinking how wonderful it was when the inmates weren't allowed to talk in here. 
I'm allowed to talk. How'd you do it? Uh, nurtured the hope that there was hope. That one day I'd breathe free air. Perhaps meet my daughter. Modest hopes, but uh, they kept a man alive. What'd they put you away for, John? Oh, uh, that's a long story. Well, I'm not going anywhere. And then he, like you said, they, Sean Connery immediately pops him out of jail by throwing the lock and popping the, mm-hmm. the levers, the levers, mm-hmm, the, the control levers. doors. Yeah. I'm amazed you ever got past puberty. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. They have great chemistry. Yeah. The, the, the feet thing scene that we played in the transition. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> <clears throat> I got so many drops from this. We marry me. Whoa, whoa. Hey, marriage police, pull over. Come on, Stanley. I'm proposing to you right now. I just wanted to hear marriage police pull over. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Peach celebrate persuasion. What did you think of Sean Connery finally seeing him on screen? Um, have, have you seen him? No, I've only seen Daryl Hammond play him as. That's right. On Jeopardy. And I don't know. Pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was exactly what was shown to me in many skits. Did you find him attractive? No. Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. All right. Ugh. <laughs> sex appeal. Do people think you sex, sexy? Sh- sex appeal. I mean, when he played James Bond, I think, yeah. Oh, because he, he was uh, yeah, a lot younger. He started his career as a Mr. Universe, I believe. He was a bodybuilder. Believe oh. it or not. Um, but he became James Bond and cemented his hmm. place in Hollywood. You're on a need to know basis, and you don't need to know. Oh. Watch it bite you. It's very oh. intimidating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're all over the map here, but so is this movie. It's fine. It kind of yeah. suits the film. Um, I wanted Chris Evans to bust through a wall dressed as Captain America and tell Ed Harris that he's a disgrace to his uniform. I wanted that kind of patriotism that <laughs> yeah. keeps the peace, but kind of questions authority sometimes when it makes sense. Yeah. You just, you, sure. you want, I wanted Captain America's moral compass in this film. America, still needs your help. The VX gas still looked delicious to me. It looked delicious those are those in the green theater. Balls. Yeah, the green balls. Those looked like, um... <laughs> Like what you would buy at Pier 1 to put in a glass bowl on your dining room table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to me, they looked like they looked like some kind of round squeeze-it. It looked like it was full of apple drink, honestly. Mm. Scream! To mm-hmm. harken back to Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or some kind of giant Jolly Rancher. They yeah. did not look like deadly gas. No, they... It was like, uh, you know how Tide Pods look like candy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that I is want some of those. correct. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Hey, come on. Jesus. We're just talking. We're just Relax. talking about your movie, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Nicolas Cage in this. I did. I really enjoyed him, and he has great taste in music. Why don't you just spend $13 on a CD, man? 
First of all, it's because I'm a Beatlemaniac. And second, these sound better. Oh, he likes the Beatles? <laughs> cool musical taste. Does he also like pizza? Do you have any... You have any trivia about Pete Best, the fifth Beatle? Neat. <laughs> cool. We've never heard it. Is one of your hobbies sleeping? Yeah. Do you like sleeping and eating? <laughs> Neat. Do you like yeah. breathing? <laughs> Vanilla ice cream. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. You get it. Do you want to hold a penis? Do I? So do you want to hear one of my theories? Yes. I, or, I don't know. You can decide this. Is- <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm convinced you could refilm most, if oh, not yeah. all, this movie at Cedar Point. Okay? The theme park in Sandusky, yes. Ohio. One of the greatest theme parks in the country. Yes. I did Google where Michael Bay was from just to see if he was from somewhere Sandusky. in northern Ohio. But he is not. He's, He's from not. Los Angeles. So the first thing I noticed was the FBI Mobile Command Center looked like uh, disaster transport. So you're inside. There's just lots of lights and like gray boxes and buttons yeah. and tubes. If you're not familiar, it's an indoor roller coaster. It's made to look like a spaceship, like a disaster transport, quote unquote. And it looks like you're flying through space. And there's all these cheap uh, doodads on the wall that look like yeah. buttons and screens. It's like if you were <laughs> going to make a robot costume out of an old box, you would yes. like make buttons circles and squares and spray paint them silver uh, and tape them onto your robot costume. That's yes. what it looks like. So That's very accurate. Mo- the FBI mobile command looks like disaster transport at yeah. Cedar Point. Yes. When they're inside <laughs> going through all the tunnels, so there's a lot of water. Yeah. I mean, I think you could just pop over to the water park at Cedar Point and, okay. and film some of those scenes. At one point, Goodspeed and Mason are in what I like to think are like gondola type contraptions. Yeah. They're like, they're inside this crate that's hanging from a wire and they're, I don't know, it's just one of the times they're trying to get from one point to another point. Right. The gondolas, yeah. So I thought, well, that could be the sky ride at Sierra Point takes you across or they could film that on the Iron Dragon. Yeah. So either one of those would probably <laughs> work. Dragon. The Cedar Creek mine ride could be used as well as just... For the mine ride, for the literal mine yeah. cart ride. Mm-hmm. Um, when the FBI director, what's his name? Leo from West Wing. What's his name in this? Womack. Womack. When he is dangling from the roof. Ah, you're going to rip my arm out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they could probably use that that slingshot <laughs> thing where you like kind of skydive. It's a ride where you skydive, but you're hooked up to a wire. Like they could probably use that somehow. They literally slingshot you, yeah. right? You're hooked to the yeah, ground. Yeah, you're hooked. They pull the hook and you fling you go. up into the air towards certain death. Yeah. My favorite. So that, that could probably be used there. Um, cool. <laughs> I think I think that covered it. So I, I feel like you could do a sequel and, and use Cedar Point. You've really thought this through. Uh-huh. That's really great. Yeah. There's At 14, there's no way, there's nowhere we'd rather be than Cedar Point. Yeah. It was the most fun. Mm-hmm. And it was the most fun until I was way too old to yeah. think it was the most fun. Um, the mine ride gives way in the movie. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's hilarious that they're in the innards of this abandoned prison and all the lights are on and all the machinery is working. Yeah. Like the gondolas <laughs> still work. Yeah. What? Uh, but when they're in the mine cart, 
they have the crash and it gives way to uh, this awesome exchange. Mason! You all right? Yeah, it's perfectly okay, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so, remember... <laughs> Why is it so good? It's really funny. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Remember in the Unforgiven episode where I said I had... Any man don't want to get killed, better clear on out the back as like my Windows startup sound. Mm-hmm. When I turn the computer off, it would say, Mason, you all right? Yeah, it's perfectly okay, you fucking idiot. Why? There's no reason for it. It doesn't make any sense. Make it's any just sense. something a teenager would do. I like these things. I want to hear them when I turn on the family computer. <laughs> So, Clint Eastwood, when it goes on, Sean Connery, when it goes off. It, 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 you, you make more sense to me now. Yeah? That's, <laughs> wow, how so? I don't know. Okay. Just because you were doing these weird things. Oh, I've been weird that, for a uh, while. You know, forever. <laughs> um, my one critique is this movie could have used more Howie screams. This scream. Yeah! I'm going to show you what I mean. This is a famous scream you can hear in multiple movies. <laughs> Much like the Wilhelm scream. They're just these recycled sounds that you mm-hmm. hear in a lot of movies. Listen to how it makes this scene better. This is one of the most famous scenes from the film, but I'm going to make it even better. Just w- w- watch and see what happens. Listen and see. You know how this shit works? You know how this shit works? Come on. I think we got started off on the wrong foot. Stand good speed, FBI. Uh, let's talk music. Do you like the Elton John song Rocket Man? I don't like soft ass shit. Oh, you know. Well, I only bring it up because uh, it's you. You're the Rocket Man. I don't like how that shit works. So that's a great scene. He launches. Uh, a crazy mercenary out the window uh-huh. with a missile. Now, hear it again with the Howie scream. Well, I only bring it up because uh, it's you. You're the rocket man. I don't like how that shit works. So much better, right? Sure. So much higher octane action. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> anyway, I'm constantly thinking of where we can drop in the Howie scream, uh-huh. and uh, I found a reason where did, to uh, who's use Who's Howie? I don't know. I don't oh. know the story behind it. I know the Wilhelm scream. It's named after the movie it first showed up in. Oh. But Howie, I don't know. Howie Long? Is that Howie Long stubbing his toe? I don't know. Maybe Hungry Howie burned his Is it Hungry Howie? Mouth yeah, he on burned the pizza. his burn his finger on the on the flavored crust <laughs> what yeah i could go for some za so sometimes when we watch these movies a word of the day emerges for instance with hook it was craftsmanship or craftspersonship uh-huh let's Craft keep person. it yeah keep it woke uh the magic word for this movie was pacing right because i could not believe how seamlessly the film was cut together and how fast two hours just flew by. Because you're just 
scene to scene. Paul's pounding music from scene to scene. Action. Candles on the roof, making love. It was over (laughs) two hours. It did not feel that long. Thank God. It just passed effortlessly. Yeah. And it really amazed me. And thank you for your service, Sean Connery. (laughs) Maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. (laughs) Sex appeal. Sex appeal. Sex. Sex. I'm really uncomfortable right now. So they defuse all the rockets. We find out that Ed Harris never really wanted to kill those people. Mm-hmm. He really, you know, he's not as big a disgrace to his uniform as we thought. But the Marines turn on him. There's like a Quentin Tarantino-esque standoff. They kill each other. They shoot each other. This is absolutely fascinating. And eventually we get to the end and we have a very charming final scene between mm-hmm. Nicholas and Sean. If you can get to the Pan Pacific Hotel, there's clothes in my closet. $200 in the Bible. Room 26. It's been a long time since I've said thank you to anybody. But thank you. Well, Stanley, uh, this is when we go our separate ways. uh, I'm sure you know the etymology of your name, Goodspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. To wish someone a prosperous journey, why? Well, if you fancy a journey, I recommend Fort Walton, Kansas. I was thinking Maui. Forget Maui. How could I forget Maui? (laughs) (laughs) I like the... Yeah, the... Like the recorder sound. Vaguely Celtic flute whistle... (laughs) Ocarina, yeah. I dig your groovy tunes, man. Vaguely Celtic. Well, that's it. Have we talked about this movie enough? Have we blown it enough? What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Fine, (laughs) fine, fine. Uh, There's a question I want to ask you. Yeah. It's very important. It's very important. And if you don't say the right thing, I'll give you a slap. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sean Connery may have endorsed slapping women at one point, but he, he apologized for it. Is he still alive? He, he recently passed away, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He died. He, he's, he's a dead now. Good night, sweet prince. Uh, so, this movie, The Rock, it's wacky, it's kooky, it's all together ooky. It's wacky and it's kooky. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing? Would it be cool... Or cruel queen bees to rewind the rock. Well, I had to think about it long and hard. Uh-huh. It would be cruel. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, that's just about the most awful thing I've ever seen. Okay. I'm not surprised at all. Ejected. Get it out of here. Like every action scene, I just, it was so much. And I got really sleepy at the end of it. I think again, going back to falling asleep at Transformers, something about that makes me go to Swans and want to go to sleep. It harkens back to that feeling. What, (laughs) What I perceive as seamless editing and pacing to you is just testosterone-y white noise. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's, yeah. that's interesting. Um, sure, that's interesting. I, I, I did like the, again, I liked the dynamic between Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Um, so I'm glad that was spliced in so I could enjoy the movie a little bit better. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't need to watch it again. And you know what? Neither do I. <laughs> it, um, I really enjoyed getting back in touch with 14-year-old me and the things I loved about this movie. And I was bewitched by Sean Connery all over again. Um, just got in touch with your uh, little testosterone prince. a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I feel like I could uh, thwart a terrorist attack mm-hmm. um, after watching that movie. Prove it. Okay, cool. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole? Fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we want to hear from you. Yeah. At all times. Send us an email at cruelterewind at gmail.com and we'll read it. So uh, leave us a message, a voice message at 929-456-0304. That's 929-456-0304. Today. Um, yeah, give us a call and let us know what you think about and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cruel to Rewind. And remember, you can get your hands on some of that sweet, sweet merch at cruelterewind.com. The shirts are so great. Yeah. As somebody as somebody who's longed to sell t-shirts his whole life, again, a humble, noble dream that I've held for a long time. I can vouch for these shirts. They're really nice. I'm wearing one right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it, it's, it's nice just, and soft. I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, well, you look like a million bucks. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so next up, it's my turn. My, my, my turn. My, 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 my turn. My, 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 my turn. So your movie was appropriately timed for what's going on right now in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so is mine. Because as you know, we're coming up to February. That is Girl Scout cookie season in America. Mm. Oh, these cookies. So we're going to watch Troop Beverly Hills starring Shelley Long from uh, 1989. I've never heard of this movie before I met you, mm-hmm. but I love the late 80s, mm-hmm. the the time period that brought us Uncle Buck in particular. Yeah. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing it. Shelley Long, very talented. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I look yeah. forward to seeing what it's all about. I'm excited <laughs> to share it with you. Okay. <laughs> Well, if you're like me, you're holding your breath till uh, the inauguration's over. I hope uh, hope we're not a flaming husk of a country uh, when you're listening to this. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you say we cut the chit-chat <laughs> a-hole? Okay, Nicholas. 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 <laughs> uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. Every time we see those listens jump up, when I look at the Anchor app, I'm full of hope for the future. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay cruel out there. And happy rewinding. Let's all relax with this wonderful tune. I'm not going to play any drops. I just want us all to relax, hold hands as a nation. Just be cool, right? Be cool on the 20th. Great guitar. I feel better. Do you feel better? So great. 
psych. I want pulse pounding action music. Uh, I'm go to sleep It's fun. It's fun. 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 Butthole. 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 Love you guys. Bye. Bye bye.